Welcome to the Mosaic of Marion, a weekly podcast hosted by Dr. Henry M. Meadows, Jr. and presented by Marion Baptist Church in Chatham, Virginia. It is our sincere hope that you'll join us each week as we explore what it means to be part of God's big picture through biblical discussions about the saving power of Jesus Christ and what it means for our lives each and every day, starting today. What's up out there, podcast land? Man, I'm so glad you guys are with us one more time. Hey, I got my home skillet here with me, Miss Mona. Switching it up. What's happening? It's good. It's good. You never know what's going to come out of his mouth, people. You never know. So true in so many ways. <laughs> Producer Dan is back with us. Hey, how's it going? Producer Dan Ooh. has his own podcast. I know, he's stepping and, up. And the most important thing of all this, I can tell you what the name is 100%. <laughs> yes, him and our youth pastor here, they have theirs, and it is the Goose of Grace. It is, it we, is the Goose we of Grace. 360 and came out <laughs> yes. We were just having a conversation, y'all, about 360, 180, whatever. And literally, I kid you not, they have thrown out, I think, 7,200 <laughs> names for their podcast. And by the way, if you have not um, given it a listen, go find it on your listening, whatever right iTunes. On, it's on Spotify. Next week, it'll be on iTunes. They just take longer. Oh. Hmm. oh well, so okay. go to Spotify. Well, All let right. me correct myself. It's on Spotify. <laughs> so anyway, by the way. And it's called The Goose of Grace. Yes. I don't know if we said that. I was laughing too hard. I don't know. <laughs> by the way, hey, this is pretty cool. So I have an app on my phone just called Podcasts. Well. I found ours on there today. Ooh. We're there with David Ooh. Jeremiah, yeah. James Merritt, Ooh. Johnny Hunt, and us. And us. <laughs> and us. Adrian Rogers. Maybe they'll listen to us. I wish. <laughs> I mean, seriously, it was on there. Because I, I looked you guys up, being honest. I yeah. looked up the Goose of Grace. That way I don't have to go searching for it when right. I listen to it. It drops on Mondays, y'all, so Monday mornings. Go listen to the Goose of Grace or any day during the week. Um, I went looking for it. To listen while I was walking today, and so it wasn't on there. And then I looked for hours, um, home slice, yeah. All right, that's two names I've called her today, so I'm gonna see how many different see ones I can, I can work that. in today. And so I found hours, and I was going, Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it's okay. kind of neat to see it on apps. I, I get is. weirdly excited, it's about literally it, just yeah. to call it a podcast app, too. That's all it is, it's just a bunch of podcasts. See, and it literally says podcast. Mm. So when you're a local app store, go find podcasts and you'll find us. <laughs> anyway, so hey, in your Bibles, go ahead and turn to Galatians. So um, yesterday I preached on what a disciple is to really look like mm-hmm. from literally the words of Jesus. Right. Um, in Luke chapter 9, um, verse 23 through 27, he said, you know, disciple has to deny himself, take up his cross daily yep. and then follow him. And in the midst of that, so my closing... In the middle of the sermon. In the middle of the sermon, because I knew where I was going, so I (laughs) quoted it twice, um, Galatians 2.20. Here is my thought today. Here's your... I want your opinion. (laughs) I don't know of any other verse that to me personally, or maybe in your mind, that is more factual and truthful about discipleship than Galatians 2.20. I, I preached Luke 9. I would put that on par. Mm-hmm. I don't know of any better verse about right. discipleship, right. In, in my opinion. Right, right. Well, I did find another one in Peter that that I, I don't, I mean, I don't remember reading it before, but I must have because I've studied <laughs> Peter. 
But um, yeah, so, and it was, I think that it sums up what we're talking about here in Galatians, even though it was Paul versus Peter, but um, I mean, obviously they shared in ministry, so, um, but it was good, so we can get to that so one. So we can get to that one. Yeah. So, um, but you're right, I think that um, this this verse here in Galatians is definitely one that, um, and you have told us this, that we need to um, stick it into our pocket and we need to have it yes. memorized and we need to live it. And um, yeah, absolutely. I don't know if I said it that eloquently <clears throat> to stick it in your pocket and, and have it there, but I, I like the reference. You, you do. This is just one of those <clears throat> verses. I said it before. You guys know First John is my favorite book of which my Lanta this month <clears throat> has made it more so my favorite book and some mm-hmm. things that I've been taught by the Holy Spirit and the Lord through that book. I, I was selling it way short just by the word no. Yep. I, I put on Facebook today, the word abide is in that little five-chapter book 20 times. And the word love is even more. And I haven't even gotten to that yet. <laughs> Although I did look. I, I did reference one of the loves because I really want to know what it meant. Mm-hmm. And so it was um, agapeo, mm-hmm. which is... It, you know, you go to Strong's and it says it's basically it says its cousin <laughs> is phileo. So this agape is more about, and here it's just FYI for you word geeks like me and homie over here. <laughs> phileo is about your heart, your love from your heart for a person mm-hmm. as a friend. Agapeo is more about your mind mm-hmm. that loves things. So it says don't love the world. Right. So that's what. Anyway, so that's just for you guys. Once again, do word study. Yep. Buy you a concordance. Spend the money. Look at it. Have a King James version <coughs> translation handy because that's what Strong's is based on is mm-hmm. King James. So because sometimes the word that's in ESV or if you use NIV or New King James is not in there. But so have that ready. Anyway, so by the way. I am Pastor Hank. <laughs> I don't know if I announced that, and I do. I did. I announced y'all, yeah, y'all here. Yeah, I just yeah. announced myself. We're five minutes in. I this just told you who's. No oh yeah, we all know. We anyway? know. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so hey, so I'm gonna have Miss Mona read the text and then pray for us. Okay. And um, then we'll we'll jump off. Okay. All right. Or Gal- jump on, however it should be. <laughs> Whatever. Galatians two twenty says, "I have been crucified with Christ." It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Father, I just, um, as I always pray, that we would accurately handle your word of truth. Because if we don't accurately handle your word of truth, then we can't lead others into your word. um, And we can't dig deep into your word if we're not accurately handling it. And so I pray that your Holy Spirit would guide our conversation today. And I pray that um, everything that we do and say would be a blessing to you and to those who are listening. And so teach us, Lord, what these um, verses are saying to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. So, hey, as, as we look at this passage, um, as I was reading it today and really trying to do some word study and looking at it, you really can't read it unless you start back at about verse 17. Right, right. To get the entire context, context. of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ, we too were found to be sinners, is Christ in a servant of sin? Certainly not. I love it when Paul does that. Mm-hmm. For Listen to this. We, we've had this conversation multiple days now about things you and I have found in Scripture, Ms. Mona. Right. And that's number four. <laughs> <laughs> um, about when something just jumps out. And 
listen to this. For if I rebuild what I tore down, I prove myself to be a transgressor. So he, he's really referencing the law. Right. And that if you go to that great part there in, in Philippians chapter 3 where he talks about all that he had under the law and who he was, and that's when he says, but I consider all that to be rubbish right. for the sake of knowing the righteousness of Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ in God, God in Christ, however he had it. Um, then he goes and says, for th- though the law, for through the law, and this is a key, so hold on to this thought, I died to the law so that I might live to God. And so I have in here, I said, notice Paul gives you his different life here. Mm -hmm. Verse 18, I died to the law. Verse 20, I live by faith. Right. That's the two different lives for everybody. Right. One is death. Yes. Because there's no salvific. Big word. Big word. Woo. There's no salvific. We got $5. Yes, we do. There's no salvific (laughs) means to the law. Right. Except it appoints you for need of a savior. And right. that's not salvific in itself. Right. It just points you to your need of a savior. Right. Right. And we um we know that if you were to go back and look in Philippians or if you were looking other places, um we know that Paul was steeped in the law. Yes. I mean, he was a Pharisee among Pharisees. He was I'm not even going to remember all of them, but <laughs> he was a Hebrew of Hebrews, <clears throat> right. tribe of Benjamin. Right. And then you could go off, he studied at the feet of Gamaliel. Yes, yes. So, I mean, the law, he he was the law, um, and the law was him. That was his identity. That was his life. Um, and that was, I, I mean, this is just popping in my head, but I would say that that was why he was so determined to um, put persecute the Christians who were following Jesus because they were turning away from the law. Oh, absolutely. And so, right. And so that's why he went after them um, so heartedly. They were after his idol. Yeah. Which was the law. Right, right. And so when we read then in his writings, when he contrasts law and faith, which he's all about that in his writings, Mm -hmm. in his letters to the churches, then it's important that we remember that about him so that we can see that um, complete um, turnaround that um, that Jesus made for him, that complete life change, that complete, um, he was an, a new creation, as we're told. Um, be, and we see that in his life. And so then we read it as he tells us that that's what we're supposed to do. Yeah, he actually made a 180. Right. <laughs> Not a 360. Oh, a 360 okay, be back where he yeah, 360, he'd be right back to being <laughs> a Pharisee. And a, and a, and a oh, member of the Sanhedrin yeah, it's a good and all thing that. we don't record what we so, talk about beforehand. So, so let's, I, I want to set us up. <laughs> So that he, Paul, he does that just something, there's a few other things like that, but he died, that's the key. As I said yesterday, you have to die to self. Right. You got to die to who you are and live, you got to quit being self-centered and being God-centered. Yes. And then he goes into, let's get into verse 20 now. I have been crucified with Christ. Number one, saying that to a, a, a people of that day that would have known, I said this yesterday, and I don't know if people really caught it like I did. Mm-hmm. Crucifixion was a one-way street. It was right. a one-way walk. Right. When you, you know, it says take up your cross daily mm-hmm. there in verse 23 of Luke 9, it was, a, you weren't coming back. Right. right. <laughs> well, you might come back, but you'd be dead. Right. You, you were not walking back. Right. Yeah. You know, flat out. And so 
here Paul says, I've been crucified with Christ. Right. Thoughts. What for, when you hear that, I, I seriously want, when you first hear, I have been crucified with Christ, and producer Dan, jump in after, after um, homie, 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 like, homie lifestyle right here is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> well, when I hear the word I, then um, I'm associating that with his self. And, and every time that he brings up the word I, I have been crucified. It is no longer I who live the life I now live. Um, and so his, his self, who he is, his whole um, being um, has been put on that cross so that he has died to himself. He has died to who he is um, and all that, all of his um, agendas, all of his plans, all of his um, everything he has put on that cross and has died to it. Yeah, two things, and one of them goes right along with what Mona just said. That is that use of I is the it's personal. Yeah. So when Jesus died for me, a lot of times we we want to say, Oh, well, Jesus died for everyone. No, Jesus died for Dan Amos, yeah. mm-hmm. for Mona, for Hank, for you, for you as a individual person. He thought of you when he was on the cross. The second thing is just like you said, uh Hank, the uh it was final. Mm-hmm. Right. When you die to your sin and, and Christ lives through you, there's no going back. Right. Not not if it's truly happened and that changes. You, you can't be. You're not going to be brought back to life. Right. Right. In that sense of being who you were. Yeah. Ever. You know, death. Death is sort of a final thing. Yeah. Unless your name's Lazarus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but so, and when I read it, I so here it is. I have been crucified with Christ. I have to make sure that I picture it correctly. Yes, Jesus died to pay for my sin debt. Yes, it was Jesus on that cross. But until I understand that I'm now hear what I'm saying because mm-hmm. I'm I'm treading very <laughs> on some very thin ice. Till I understand that I died on that cross too. My mine paid nothing. Right. Hear me. Right. Hear me. Don't right. read. I paid nothing, but I died on that cross too. If I'm going to associate myself with the life of Jesus, I've got to associate the fact that I died as well. Mm -hmm. And my life is now hidden in Jesus. I cannot be raised with him unless I died with him. Right. Yes. Did I make that pretty plain? Because I'm really concerned (laughs) how people will twist my words. I think so. Um, Yeah, keep going. I just want people to understand. You have to die to sin and self. You have to understand that in that in that death on that cross, Hank Meadows did nothing to pay anybody's sin debt. Hank Meadows did not pay mine. But it was Christ, and I have to die with him. Yes. I have to make sure that I understand I die to myself. And I said it yesterday a lot, and I am going to reference yesterday in my sermon, that until I die to sin and self, I can never live in Christ. Right. Because if I'm in myself, I am being a law to myself, and the law is to no avail. Right. Right. Sheesh. <laughs> well, in the um, the uh, Romans 6.6, 6, he says, Paul, Paul wrote, we know that our old self was crucified with him. Um, so... Ah, uh, see, Paul said it. See, yep, absolutely. <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> 
our <laughs> our old self was crucified with him. And there are a couple of different places that Paul talks about our old self versus the new self. But he says, in order that, so why was our old self crucified with him? In order that the body of sin might be brought to nothing. And why did we need that body of sin to be brought to nothing? So that we would no longer be enslaved to sin. Break them bonds. <clears throat> right, right. Break those chains. But if you go, let me just back up uh-huh. for one second. Romans 6, 3, because uh-huh. that's where I was going to go in right. just a little bit. <laughs> it says, do you not know that all of us who have been baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his, his death? Right. You don't think I was going to make those statements without right. a backup, do you? No, we knew you did. <laughs> we knew you had it. So you we had weren't to. worried. <laughs> <laughs> we are baptized into his death. It's it's my death on the cross, my way. I want to go back to this. You, it is. You both hit it. It's personal. Yes, mm-hmm. you, Mona, you can't die for me. No, nope. you, Dan, you can't die It'd for me. It be worthless. It will yep. be worthless. Only Jesus. And at the same time, you can't get saved for me. Right. <laughs> Neither one, and I can't be for you guys. Yep. Right. It's a personal deal. Yep. My son. Or I'll, I'll use my my son. He and his wife about to have their first child, and um, can't wait. Whoop, whoop. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> about eight weeks. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be that grandpa. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh yes. <laughs> um, but she doesn't get to go to heaven, right? Because her daddy and her granddaddy were both preachers of the mm-hmm. gospel. And, right. and I've heard right. that you know, growing up, my dad my dad was a pastor too, and and. People be like, "Oh, I, I know you're a good guy because your dad's a pastor." That's got nothing to do with nothing. it. Right. Not <laughs> right. a thing. Right. Well, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> I don't want to take up all the time. I'm letting you guys get some words mm. in here because I could go. <laughs> um. So when we when we look, I don't know you where you want like to. That I again, know. Girl, I, and I'm jumping I, in. Okay. Well, that's all right. <laughs> um. You go ahead, because I don't know. What, I don't want to jump ahead of where if you have more that you want to talk about on this. Um, really, no. It's it's. I wrote in my notes. Um, my old life gets shattered. Yeah. You know, I, I surrender it all to Jesus. Um, I'm not the same. It's not the same me. And, and I love that it's no longer I who live. So if you die, you become different. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's not that I may I may look the same and I may sound the same. And have some of the same actions, but I'm a different me. You know, Paul wrote, you're a new creation. Right. And so because I've died to me, and, and I know some of you are going, move on, dude. We can move on when we really think you got it. Right. I was about to say, you can't get over that. You can't no. afford to get over that. No. no and, and t- but until you get that, right. you're not going to get the other. Right. Because, because too many people think that, well, I've made this decision and I said yes to Jesus and I've accepted this gift of salvation and so I have this free ticket into heaven and I don't need to do anything else. Mm, that's so wrong. I know. And so, but the reality is is that um, Jesus tells us that that we, he has works for us to do and and so Paul is saying here that we need to die to ourselves because if we don't die to ourselves, we can't, allow Jesus to live in us and do the things that he wants to do through us and do the things that he wants us to do. Um, and But if we're just living for ourselves, then we're just living for ourselves. And we're, <laughs> nothing we're a law gets, to ourselves. Right, right. In a sense. But you hit on the actual, I think, key to this verse. I did. Yes. Good job. Oh. It is no longer, there's uh, this, uh-huh. I've been crucified with Christ, no longer I who live, 
Here it is. Here's the key. But Christ who lives in me. Right. That's the key to the whole verse. Right. You don't die just to die. When when you're not trying to get you to be a masochist that just, you know, you're beating yourself with a whip. You die for a reason. Right. What's the reason? Right. Well, (laughs) so as it says that, so Christ lives in now, um, Christ lives in me in, um, Another great verse that I found is um, 2 Corinthians 4, 10 and 11. And it says, um, always carrying in the body the death of Jesus. So why? So that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. The word manifested means to render apparent. Yes, thank you. Um, For we who live are always being given over to the death for Jesus' sake. Why? So that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our moral flesh. Render apparent. So we die to ourselves. We carry this death of Jesus in us. We put our crucified with Christ so that Jesus's life is then apparent in us. So that Jesus's life is what is being lived through us. That's being a disciple. Yes, yes, yes. And the reason Dan gave a funny look when I I just (laughs) called out what manifested mean because it's so important. Because in 1 John, it says the life was manifested, and then it talks about the manifestation of the evil works. It, so, I, And I've written that definition through my Bible, my study Bible, so many times. Well, I, that word means that. I love the fact that it includes apparent, meaning that other people can see it in you. And, and, and that all, it's already there. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And, and all I could think of is... You know, we, we say, okay, I'm saved. I, I'm going to get a nice cushion seat on the on the church pew, and that's it. Go back, and if Christ is in you, your life will have some of the same uh, characteristics that his life has. I don't think there's a single piece of Scripture that shows comfort. Right. You know, and, right. and we're talking about the Son of God who could come in and and be, you know, an earthly king just with a thought. And you look at his life, and it's nothing but trial and tribulation pointing everyone to God. So you're saying that we should not be rich if we're saved? <laughs> Why you got to do this to me? <laughs> I'm saying. Oh. Is that, did he say that? He did, talked did he about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, the answer is no. <laughs> no I, Simply put. No, I, I, but I want to clarify. Like, I, you know. No, no, not what you're. You're arguing the right point. Right, right. You're arguing the right point. I, I, I was, show up. I was going. I was going three sixty on you. <laughs> no, you were saying that Jesus. You find it nowhere in the yeah, Bible that yeah. Jesus says you're going to have this great life right. and you're going to have this right. or that. You right. said something of that sort. So that's why all these guys yeah. and I, I hit on this yesterday. These guys that say that if you're saved, you ought to be rich and have. Oh, absolutely. And God, yeah. God yeah, yeah. wants to bless you. Yes, he does. Right. Spiritually. Right. Not necessarily. Now, he may financially. Right. But I know what he's speaking about is spiritually, not necessarily financially. Right. right. And when he blesses you, it's so you can bless others to glorify yes. him. It's not right. so that you can hold on to it and collect yes. it. Yes. I right. learned that from right. my pastor. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get fired up. All right. Carry on. Um. Well, I was just thinking of the... um. The contrasts that are made here. So it's our old self and our new new self. Um, us dying, Jesus living, um, our life before and our life now. And then it it's all comes down to, which you mentioned it before by, by talking about um, the whole context, but it all comes down then to the faith. Mm-hmm. And that um, 
we can't do that without faith. No. And that faith is um, that is how we live that new life. And that faith is how then we step away from ourselves, how we allow our, our old selves and our, our to be put on that cross um, is because of the faith that we have. Mm-hmm. And it's not just a believing because the demons believe and shudder, but it's a faith that is an act of faith and it's a faith that that we um, that causes us then to take these um, steps of action that um, Jesus would have us to do. One author I, that I was reading today when I was looking at some stuff about this, he said that, you know, you read, the, you, what you're talking about is I now live, the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the right. Son of God. And he said this, he said, it's about trusting Christ to be through us and in us and living. Yes. I love it. Be in us right. and through us. And so, yeah, it's all about tr- good times, bad times. Right. He, he's been walking with us through this COVID. Right. You know, people say, I don't know. There's a plan and a right. purpose. Because we can, and um, Dan was talking about it and we were kind of hitting on it a bit, but there can be a mindset in the Christian community that if we're following Jesus, then everything's going to be okay. Exactly. And But guess what? Things might not be okay until you get to heaven. I, I would argue scripturally, things Dan probably going, are. Right. If they're going well, then you're probably right. Right. You're you're living according to the standard of the world in a sense, right. because the world's saying, "I'm not going to mess with him if he's living that way." Let's just keep on giving him what he's giving. Jesus says they're going to persecute you because yes. of me. They're going to hate you because of me. Right. Right. I had this thought. It's not a rabbit trail, so don't think we're going <laughs> down that way. We like rabbit trails. It's okay. <laughs> but why is it that we are so eager? Man, this is a good question. Why is it that we're so eager to get out of valleys mm. when it's in the valley that we grow the most? Right. right. Well, you know that, um, I think you know, that one of my favorite word in the New Testament is the word endure. And because in the Greek, it literally means remaining under. In the, and how many times when something comes into our life, our very first reaction is to say, Lord, I need, to, I need you to heal me of this. I'm not saying don't pray for that, but I need you to get to um, per, take me away from this situation. I need you to take this situation away from me. That's our first thought always, always. And I, I have... Um, Cause some people to raise their eyebrows at me because I have said, yes, I'm praying for you, but I'm also praying for you underneath that. Mm -hmm. And as you walk that journey of that health issue that you have, God may heal you and he may not, but what does he want to do for you in the process as you remain under that suffering? Um, And we, we so want our comfort and we so want our um, good life. And, but, Jesus may be saying, I need you to just stay under that and endure that because I have things for you. Yeah. I can say, you know, I went for about three years with something that they couldn't figure out Mm -hmm. what it was. (coughs) Um, Probably grew more in that time Mm -hmm. because, I mean, when you get to the point when you're sick all the time and you you lose 20-some pounds, Mm -hmm. doctors keep saying, well... Let's just try this because we got nothing else right. to try. It's either you, you're like, Lord, I, I'm going to die in this, and so um, I need to know you better. Right. I need to live for you more. 
and, and show. Right. I probably did a very poor job <laughs> during that time. But I can look back now and see how he strengthened me to get through that. And, and I can tell you that being under this deal with my dad dying, mm-hmm. I know Dan, you know, you guys have walked through yeah. that. It's hard. You think you know until you go through it and yeah, you realize you didn't yeah. know nothing. And that's, it's crazy that you mentioned that because that's why I was just sitting here thinking about, you know, those times we, we've lost three parents now. And yeah. Each one of those has been a time where you're right, you draw closer and kind of the, I don't know, this is the worst term ever for it, but the spiritual fat, the things that are weighing yeah. you down that don't bring you closer to God start to come off of you and you start just, Realizing is as painful as it is because we're we're raised, especially in America, that you pull yourself up, mm-hmm. you take care of yourself. It's those times when you can't and you start depending on God that you you see these little glimpses of what it means to depend on God and and that there's a whole nother way of life planned for you by God. Mm-hmm. And I do I ever want to feel that pain again? No. But I again that growth. I just. Yeah. I welcome I, I welcome the pain because I know what's underneath it. Right. You know. I can honestly say I, I couldn't I could not have made it that first night without the grace of God when my yeah. daddy died. Yeah. That Friday night, that's just a hurt like, you know, you You can't even express you it. You can't express yeah. it. I mean and I say it from uh and I know my mom's gonna be listening, but I to think about my mom, what she went through, knowing just being a son what I went through. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just it's it it was just God. I've told you guys that. So anyway, I know you want to finish it, well, Peter. No, because I mean, anytime I talk about that, and anytime I talk to somebody who um, with struggles and things that that they're struggling with, that they're dealing with, that just won't go away. That God God has not removed. And I remind them. I take them to First Peter five ten and remind them. And after you have suffered a little while, it doesn't say if you suffer. It doesn't say, well, you might suffer. It says after you have suffered. The God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself, listen to these words, restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. And so those are promises that we can hold on to that no matter how hard the things that we're dealing with are, no matter how painful the things that we're dealing with are, God has a purpose, and He's going to do these things for you. Um, and and some of them you might see right away, and some of them you might not see right away. But you will, maybe you know, maybe eventually. But He has a purpose, and He will do those things for you. Um, and so, to give you um, a little bit to grasp onto when you're holding on um, and enduring and being under those things. And that's a great place to end. <laughs> um, and, and that is because, th- listen, in all truthful, there is the other side. You ultimately come out the other side. Right. Um, I guess one of my greatest quotes that I, that I can say I think came from me <laughs> is, you know, God's not going to let a good valley go to waste. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. And he's not going to let you out of that valley until you figure out what you're supposed to figure out. Right. As hard as that may be at times. Anyway, wow, I love that verse. <laughs> Yes. You know, probably outside of John 10, 10, that's probably my mm-hmm. second favorite verse of the Bible. Neither one of them are my life verses, though. <laughs> you know, but I love those verses. Um, so anyway, any closing thoughts? 
in closing, I want to share that verse from Peter that I told you. First okay. Peter 4, 2. I'll I thought just, you just shared it. No. The, oh, no. This is a different one. This is a different one. Okay. <laughs> Been holding out. All right. So first Peter, but, but it sums it up. First Peter 4, 2 says, so as to live for the rest of the time in the flesh no longer for human passions, but for the will of God. And so that right there sums up what we've been talking about. Absolutely. Yeah, does very it well. Not? Yeah, it does. <laughs> Dan, any closing thoughts? Sure. Uh, one thing that, that's just been in the back of my head during this whole time is this idea of dying to self. It's so, if you ever want proof that the world's evil, it worships self. Right. Especially, I mean, we, we I grew up in the 80s. I'll never forget, we had to learn this thing. I'm somebody that. That you you had your thumbprint and it was unique and you're unique and you're great. I legit you never heard that, that a day in my life. <laughs> I swear it's not just a speech impediment. The, <laughs> the, uh, but all that's to say that a lot of people and and I was one of them. I struggled with this idea of dying to self because I was like, well, I'm giving up freedom. I'm giving, give, look, whatever you think you're holding on to is actually holding you down. Yep. Whatever God has got in store for you is infinitely better than what you have without Him. Amen. Absolutely. Well so anyway, hey, guys, we've gone over just a little bit, but that's oh, wow. okay. Sorry. Um, this was worth it, I think, because this was really good. Um, it, it has ministered to me in a lot of ways. So, hey, just want to thank you guys for um, being with us. Let me close this in prayer, and then we'll I'll a few things. Father, uh, help us to not live for self, but to mm-hmm. live for you. Help us, as Paul said, to die to the law, slash to die to self, slash to die to our idols, slash die to world things and to live for you let you live in us us live for you father to be abiding in you at all times we want to live for you and and manifest your life in us let that candle that light shine for all the world to see lord we just love you and we praise you in the name of jesus amen Amen. one last thing i am hank meadows pastor of marion baptist church this is the mosaic that is Marion. <laughs> when old's going, you guys. So glad oh, to boy. have producer Dan with us and homeschool. Oh, another one. Ms. Mona. <laughs> Bye. Who knew? Who knew there was so many? God bless you guys. Bye. Bye, y'all.